0: Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, episode 13, Bruce. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for lost girl fans. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm Annie and joining us today is chris she is chris jen on twitter k that's k-r-i-s-g-e-n and thank you for being here with us chris you're welcome so we have previously discussed one of my least favorite things to come out of season three which is the couple name bolo
1: hey it's one of my least favorite things too (laughs)
0: but today we're going to talk about one of my favorite things to come out of season three and that's bruce whom i found to be utterly delightful if you don't remember bruce by name he is he is the large tattooed gentleman who was one of the the morrigan's henchmen and he rides off into the sunset with with kenzie at the end of the season In those who wander in the fancy car in a fancy car that's not a delorean And we actually saw him in three episodes in season three. He first appeared in Confagion and he was at the very beginning of the episode where he's trying to, to beat up Bo for the photograph of the Morrigan and uh, Bo and Kenzie kick his ass. But, um.
2: (laughs) Kenzie. Pretty amazing. (laughs) sliding in under
0: his legs. (laughs) When we first see Bruce in Confagion, one of the scenes that he has is with the Morrigan, who is chastising him for not getting the photo back from Bo, and she calls him Bruce, and he says, my name is Steve. You know, he corrects her and says, my name is Steve. But when we see him later in the season, Kinsey calls him Bruce, she, he doesn't correct her. So I wonder if the writers accidentally forgot that his name was Steve, or if now he just gave in to the Morgan and it's just Well, in the Morgan, Bruce.
1: She goes, you're worse than your brother Eric. So he's got like a twin brother or too, or another brother. So how many like large, you know, tattooed ogres are there out there that answer to Eric or Bruce or Steve?
0: Well, Eric's name actually was Dave because that that was that was the joke. Of the, oh yeah, yeah that's cause right. He was like, "You're worse than your brother, Eric." Dave.
1: <laughs> Dave. Yeah,
0: and he's so quiet you can barely hear him.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Morgan, I didn't get your picture.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love I love him in that scene a, a whole lot and. I think his body language is great. He's all sort of like slumped over and just talking really quietly, like, I'm sorry. And then later when Vex, he shows Vex into the Morrigan's office and Vex says, thanks, Bruce. And he just sort of raises his hands in frustration. Like, why does everybody keep calling me this? <laughs> 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 uh, maybe, it,
1: Bruce. maybe it was part of the joke by the writers that, yeah, he just gave up and goes, just call me Bruce.
0: So we're going to call him Bruce. The Morgan had him renamed. (laughs) Probably legally. She's like, no, it's a decree. You're now named Bruce. Because the Morgan is
1: that powerful. I wouldn't put it past her that she would do that. I
0: know, because she's like, I can't remember your actual name. I'm just going to call you Bruce. We're going to rename you Bruce. (laughs) You are Bruce now. (laughs) You know how
1: many minions I have as head of the Dark Fae? I have too many. I'm just going to call you whatever I can call you.
0: What I like, especially about Bruce, besides the fact that I find him just very delightful, like he's very funny, a very funny character, is that I think he really is a great example of Lost Girl's tendency to make the audience think, oh, things are not quite as they appear. Don't rely on sort of people's appearances or stereotypes to judge whether or not you know this person. Because we first meet him and he's just this big, hulking, kind of smash boom type of guy. But then we see later when he comes back toward the end of the season – He's actually this very sensitive, very thinking man. He reveals that he has a PhD in medieval fay verse you know? And and I just, I really like that he becomes very, for lack of a better word, humanized through this very short little story arc that he has in season three.
1: Well, and I think that's just good writing because it can make a character that has so little screen time so likable and the fans want so much more of him in season four and it's just such great interaction between Rob Archer, who plays Bruce, and Ksenia, to for them to just have that chemistry and for it to, again, build in so little screen time. But I think the fact that Bruce has his PhDs and does that whole eloquent reading for the magical twig that Kenzie has and that he knows so much, that's also part of the whole fay mythology of how long they've been living and how long... They've had to reinvent themselves, so of course I have time to go out and get a PhD in medieval medieval Fey, whatever. And uh, I just think that it's also gives weight to the fact that because Bruce is not what he seems with his little character arc, that it's also pretends to just because he's dark fae doesn't mean that he's quote-unquote purely evil. And the same with the light Fey. just because they're light Fey doesn't mean that they're purely good. So I like that little development with Bruce.
0: I really liked the way that they used Rob Archer's size for comedy toward the end of the season where, the, you know, we have that, that shot of Kenzie, which I think very clearly looks a little off. And then they pan out to reveal that she's up on the shoulder of this very huge man talking on the phone to <laughs> Bo. And I, I don't know. I just I think that that Rob Archer... He uses his, his physical presence really well on the show. And he just seems to be a real sweetheart of a guy. He's on Twitter. And if you don't follow him, you, you probably should. He's pretty funny. He's on Twitter as Big Inked Archer and that's inked without an E. I'll put a, a link to his Twitter feed in the show notes. And he's just this really sweet guy. He tweets about, you know, how much he respects Maya Angelou and knowing that Whenever he asks his mother to take a picture of him with his phone, he's going to find a five-second video of him saying, no, 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 the other button, the other button on his phone when he gets it back. You know, he's, he just seems like a really sweet guy, and a lot like his character. You know, you see this this guy, who's he's obviously very huge, large man, and but you find out, oh, he's got a cute little tiny dog, and, and he admires Maya Angelou.
1: Yeah, and he's really sweet with his interaction to the fans. I've received a few personal tweets from him, and he just he replies to as many people as possible. He replies to fans multiple times, and he was so grateful, I think it was his birthday recently, for all the birthday wishes, and he's building a fan base through Lost Girl, and he's worked on Defunct. So I think he's just he's like a lot of the actors on Lost Girl, where regardless of, you know, how quote unquote famous or well known they may be getting, they're getting a very dedicated fan base and they're so humble about it. Um, and that's what I really appreciate.
0: I'm really excited to see him back in season four. I think he has confirmed on his Twitter that Bruce is going to be back. I don't really see how they couldn't have Bruce back since he rode off with Kenzie at the end of, of the season. But I'm curious to see what they do with his character and if and how long they'll keep him on or if he'll b- become kind of a recurring character so what what do y'all maybe hope to see out of bruce especially bruce and kenzie
1: how does he what exactly are his fey powers and i'd like to see him in a fight and kick a bunch of you know Who knows, the Wanderers, if he's got a bunch of minions, he could just kick all their butts or whatever, you know, or how he protects Kenzie. It's interesting how Bruce is saying to Kenzie, it's a bad idea, don't become Fae. But I get the feeling Kenzie might at least temporarily become Fae. And I just, you know, maybe Bruce... But I think Bruce is just going to stand by Kenzie's side and protect her no matter what. So I think that's going to be a really cool thing to see. But I'd love to see him use his Fae powers to his full extent. I think that would be a pretty awesome fight scene. Well,
0: I'm curious how it's all going to play out, because basically the last thing we see is the Morrigan declaring war on all, you know, owned humans or whatever it is that they... I mean, technically, that's what Kenzie is, and so he's run off with Kenzie, so what... You know, how is that going to come into play? Because he works for the Morrigan, but he's run off with somebody that the Morrigan has just declared war against. So I mean, you'd think that his loyalty would be with Kenzie. I mean, that's the way they set it up at the end, but I'm just I'm curious how that's going to end up playing out. Yeah, I I agree. And but I'm I'm kind of curious how how long, I, I'm particularly curious how long they'll keep him around because I think it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for Kenzie to extend her circle of Fay friends. And, and Bruce, I mean, he declares his love for Kenzie and he, he really does seem to, to care about her. I, I don't see them being set up to have a rom- romantic relationship of any kind, but he seems like he might be a, a nice big brother figure along with, along with Dyson for Kenzie to have. And Kenzie's, was it her mom always told her to stick with the, strongest kid on the playground yeah whatever yes. it was yeah like the the yeah the strongest meanest kid on the playground and it it usually is Bo. but i think <laughs> but
2: Bo's not there right <laughs> exactly now.
0: so hitching her wagon up to bruce i know and now that the
1: whole group is so fractured and everybody's off you know kenzie's got to find somebody else and her relationships with the fae are in doubt and she's being hunted by the morgan and now there's this whole complex thing with Hale, because Hale has admitted his feelings for her, but and you know, Trick's gone off to Scotland with Stella and Hale, we don't know where he is or where Lauren is, so she's sticking with who's by her side right now. So she's really lucky to have Bruce, although I honestly don't know how uh, Bruce fits in that car. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it is it belongs to the Fae, so maybe it's magical. <laughs> That's true.
1: magical car. And of course, we have to mention that scene, you know, where Kenzie says, I love you. Bruce is like, I love you too, Kenzie. I was talking to the car. Idiot. (laughs) Everybody loves that scene. It's such a brief little scene, but it's so, so funny.
0: It's so sweet and so funny, which I think it just seems to be Rob Archer. He seems like a very sweet, funny man. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back in season four and what they do with his character. When we announced that we were going to do an episode on Bruce Escape Artist on Twitter, who is at Image Feeder, sent in this message.
2: Well, I'm really glad you're doing this episode on Bruce, because I think he's a really wonderful character. And he is one of those characters that everybody seems to love. People have so many strong opinions about which characters they like or don't like, which couples they like or don't like, but it seems to me everybody loves Bruce. And one of the things that I really love about him is a way that he starts out as sort of the quintessential Star Trek red shirt character. He's the bad guy, but he's there to get beaten up, and he's a bit of a prop for the scene. And as a character, he seems a bit invisible. And then what happens is he slowly begins to emerge. You're getting a sense of who he is, and he emerges in unexpected ways, and he uh, sort of explodes stereotypes, and then by the end, he's, he emerges as this really beloved, full-fledged character. And I, I think that transition is just really wonderful. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what will happen to Bruce in season four.
0: So just to follow up on what I mentioned in a previous episode, Annie and I are planning to go to a couple of cons that are coming up here. Annie's going to be going to Fan Expo and Fan Expo 2013 in Toronto. And Lost Girl, their official Twitter finally announced that finally. they ca- finally announced that the I cast. I was getting
1: hives. <laughs> they- I could tell.
0: <laughs> they finally announced that the cast would be there. They had been the previous year, so it would have been very strange if they weren't, but they finally confirmed it. We don't know exactly. I don't think they've said exactly what the details are. Hopefully most of the cast members will be there. They have in previous years, but we'll do, and we're, we're planning to do con reports for both of these cons that we're going to. And then the following weekend, on Labor Day weekend, Chris and I actually are both going to DragonCon 2013 in Atlanta. Zoe Palmer, Chris Holden-Reed, Casey Collins, and Paul Amos are going to be in attendance at DragonCon, and they're going to be doing... Q&A panels, but there's also a lot of Lost Girl fan events that are going on, including a fan panel, and I'm really happy that I was asked to be on the panel, so I'm going to be one of the panelists. I'm really happy about it, too.
1: <laughs> Me, too.
0: So if y'all are going, if anybody listening is going to Dragon Con, please come to the panel. It's currently scheduled for, I think, 4 p.m. on Friday, and please come, and maybe we can say hi and be nice to meet some of you. And we're actually, I'm going to be recording a little half pint episode with more details about DragonCon here in a bit. And we'll release that with more information about the fan events and what's going on. But after those two cons happen, like I said, Annie and I are planning to do con reports and kind of give a, give a recap of what Lost Girl related things went on there.
1: And I need to, um, ask a couple fans on Twitter. I don't know if there's, like, usually an unofficial fan gathering on a Saturday of Fan Expo that Fanonymous organizes. Uh He said he himself won't be there this year, but, so again, but, but I'm sure we'll find plenty of Lost Girl fans even just around, so it's a great way to make new friends, and um if any of you are listening uh for Fan Expo, come and find me, or find me on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is Annie the Mighty
0: will you be wearing Lost Girl t-shirts the entire time, or will you be mixing it up?
1: Uh, No, my, uh, yes, it's kind of funny, because usually I'm very specific about my t-shirts at cons. This day I wear my Xena shirt, this day I wear Battlestar Galactica, but I believe for Fan Expo I will be going all Lost Girl, since I will have three Lost Girl t-shirts, so, yes.
0: So look for people in Lost Girl shirts, maybe one of them will be Annie, and connect with her at Fan Expo. And if you're coming to Dragon Con, come to the fan panel on Friday, and... Hopefully you can connect with me. Uh, I will also be elsewhere around DragonCon as well, but that's a surefire way to to find me, especially since, unlike Annie, I have not decided what t-shirts I will be wearing. So what did you think of Bruce? Are you hoping to see him... What are you hoping to see out of him in Season 4? We'd love to hear your feedback. You can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode, Episode 13, at drinksatthedoll.com. You can send us a voice message through your computer or mobile device by clicking on the Send a Voice Message link at the bottom of the show notes. You can also email us at feedback at drinksatthedoll.com or call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Thanks for joining us for Drinks with the Doll. I'm Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers.